and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share our message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea and take it all the way to publishing your first episode and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hey, hey, this is Casey Ruff, and welcome to Episode 8 of Season 2. Today we are speaking with Amanda Stroni. Amanda is a yoga and meditation teacher and works directly with yoga teachers, healers, and spiritual creatives to create financial freedom in their businesses. Amanda is the host of her own podcast called Untapped Power, Insights and Wisdom for Collective Transformation in the Yoga Community. Amanda was hosted on our primary podcast, so be sure to check out her awesome story on episode 204 of Boundless Body Radio. Amanda, welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Thank you, Casey. So glad to be back with you again. I'm excited for our conversation. Absolutely. I think I successfully created the world's goofiest named podcast, and so uh, <laughs> what a distinction, what a distinguished guest you are on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. How is everything in Hawaii? Things are good. Things are good. Yeah, we just got through the the holidays, I guess. Well, coming up on New Year's, but yeah, things are still still beautiful weather and everything's everything's good. That's amazing. It just snowed a bunch of inches here in Salt Lake City, so I'm very jealous. I was jealous last time and yeah. more jealous now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I do want to ask you um, a question. I've noticed in your podcast, which I listen to quite a bit, definitely a theme of pivoting. And before we talk about podcasting itself, I just want you to kind of comment on, you know, pivoting itself. How do you define that and how has that shown up in your life? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that, you know, the creation of my podcast is like a form of pivoting. Everything that I've done in my business has been has 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 been pivoting essentially from one thing to the next of figuring out what my audience needs, of figuring out what people are looking for and then moving in that direction. So um, it's something that I've learned to embrace. When I first started my business, I found it very challenging. It was almost like I wanted things to go a certain way. And when they didn't, I got frustrated. Um, But I've learned that uh, embracing that pivot and, and realizing that things are constantly changing and that it's okay when things don't work as you thought they would work and to move in a different direction um, can really can really be um, inspiring and can allow for different things to grow. I think when we stay on the things that we think should work and they don't, we allow ourselves to get stagnant and then other things aren't able to come in. So embracing the the pivot and the change allows for that growth and opportunity and to not know what's coming, to not know like what could be next, I think is really the space that I try to hold for myself, although it's extremely challenging. I mean, even with my 
my podcast, what I started out with interviewing yoga teachers, which I still do uh, to get information. And then I pivoted into add in these uh, segments that I add on Friday, which are just topics that have come up that I feel like would benefit people. So that was a pivot in the podcast and I could still see it pivoting differently, you know, in years to come, I don't know what it will look like. So I think it's just holding the space for what it could potentially look like. Mm, that's a very thoughtful answer. It almost seems like it's taking, you know, life that's so out of our control and just controlling what we can, when we can, and just really focusing on that rather than focusing on the un- uncontrollables. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Which is easier said than done, because I think we all have this false illusion that we have control even when we don't. So it's, <laughs> it's bringing yourself back to remember that there really, there never really is any control it really is an illusion um, that we that we all tend to buy into because it makes us feel better when we're in control. It really does. And we know that, but it's just um, when we can learn to to embrace things that you know are are out of our control because so many things are, it just makes it easier to accept, you know, that things don't go the way that we thought they would go. Mm. Yeah, that's a really great point. When did you start to develop the idea for your podcast? Um, I started to develop the idea for my podcast because I was, I had this burning question that kept coming up as I was working with clients. And as I was starting my business around, can you really be financially successful as a yoga teacher? That was my question. Is it really possible to be financially successful as a yoga teacher or then, you know, a healer, someone doing healing, spiritual work? Is it possible to have that life? And I kept I, you know, I, I worked with clients to reach, was working with clients to reach their level of success. And I, in conversations with friends and within, when I was teaching at local studios, that was a question that I kept asking people and I was getting all different types of answers. You know, some people be like, no, I don't think it is. You can't do this full time. And I just, um, kept having these conversations and realized that it would be interesting to share people's stories, to understand how they got started, where they are today, how they're able to be successful for themselves, or maybe they're not yet where they want to be. How are they working towards that? And to really understand just just what people's answers to that question was. So that's really where it started. And that was over, over a year ago when I started the podcast with that question. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to interview yoga teachers. I'm just going to understand what their story is. So I had a, a format of questions that I use for my podcast that I came up with a series of 10 questions that I share with my guests prior to the episode. Um, and as it's evolved, I've realized that it's, you know, I don't use the questions as much as I did in the beginning because I'm, I'm learning as I go that, that sometimes, you know, diverting off the questions and just following where people's stories take them can be really um, inspiring to people listening as well. Mm, That's so interesting. That was absolutely something I was going to ask you specifically about. You seem to have a real talent um, when it comes to asking very good questions. They always elicit really interesting answers from your guests. And I really appreciate that about you and your show. And I was going to ask you, is that something you feel like came naturally to you? Or is that something you had to work on over time? Yeah, I mean, I would say that it did come naturally to me. You know, I hate to say that because I feel like it's, you know what I mean? People listening might say, oh, well, you know, it it is something I feel like is a um, strength of mine, uh, being able to really listen to people and ask questions that evoke some type of thought or allow them to really 
contemplate, you know, life and what they're thinking about. And I think it's, it's through, but I, but I would also say that it's through practice of really, um, being conscious in the conversations that I do have with people in life, you know, in the, in the work that I do and just in the world in general, I've always been this, um, interested in asking people questions to learn about them, to understand a little bit more than like, how are you? Like that question, I really hate that question actually, because it's not, it doesn't give a real picture of someone. It it allows someone to give an answer of good when they could be good or not good. We don't really know. Um, And so I think when we ask questions that allow people to, to tell a story about themselves or to think about things in a way that evokes a story. It, it it allows you to learn about someone and to really see them for who they are, those deeper parts of someone. Um, and that's just something I've always been interested in. I think my whole life, when I think back on just friendships, relationships, when I've worked in the corporate space, I feel like I was always in that space of asking a lot of, of questions that people be like, where did that come from? You know, like it wasn't in the context of, what everyone else would ask. So I think, I don't know when it, when it began, but I think it's always been something that, um, that I've found interesting to, to learn a a little bit more about people. Mm, Yeah. I mean, that's great for podcasting and great for life in general, you know, not always just thinking about what the next thing you're going to say is really tuning in and listening to that person and giving them space to talk, I think is really awesome. I'm, I'm curious, just practically, like, do you, do you have still questions formulated that are specific to that person that you have maybe either written out or typed out before you do your podcast or is it all on the fly now? Um, essentially it is on the fly. What I do for my structure is I meet with, I always meet with my guests prior to the episode for 15 minutes, just to talk through the questions and to really just listen. It's an opportunity for me to listen to their story. And so I have that 15 minute exposure. So when I go into the interview, I know a little bit about them, right? I can, I can, in my mind, I'm like, I think I know where I want this to go. Like they have this interesting uh, experience. And I think it would add value to guests to talk about this topic for, per se. So I have an idea and I also have a series of 10 questions that I still share with my guests. And I still use as like a point of if I ever needed to, like, say, I just like had nothing I could think of, I go, I could go back to those questions. So I always have them available, but then it's usually on the fly for most of the time now is where I just, I'm really just listening to the guests and seeing where our conversation takes us. And one thing I really try to be aware of is always to bring the episode back together. So it doesn't feel like you're listening to this, like, you know, random episode where we're talking about this and we're talking about this and then we're talking about this, right? Like I always try to pull at one thread that the guests tend to bring up a couple times and bring that back in, loop it back in towards the end with some type of question, because I think that allows a listener to feel like they're having this full experience where they're really drawn back in and they're not just listening to someone, you know, talking about financial challenges in their business and then talking about how they got started teaching yoga and then they're, you know, somewhere else. I really try to listen to them and to understand how I can bring the episode full circle. So it has that, I guess, theme is what I would call it, that, that 
that theme for the episode that people can can relate to. Almost like you're telling the full story. That's really, really smart um, and a really good yeah. technique, I would say. Um, interesting. The 15-minute call is not something that I do. I think that's a really great idea. Have you ever found people that ended up not being a good match and you were able to kind of spot that in the 15-minute call? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I do it, to be quite honest with you. I mean, when I first started my podcast, I was only interviewing people that I knew. So I was using all my connections from teaching yoga and studios. And I was, you know, interviewing friends that I knew or teachers that I had. And so I still did the 15 minute call because I, even though I knew some people from teaching, it's different in having a conversation and some people are nervous and that's something to be aware of and to just bring awareness for myself to. But as I started to then get introduced to people through other people or use different sites to get guests. I really think that is instrumental because I have had conversations with people and I know that I just, that the conversation is not flowing. And I think it's, it's just, I don't feel like it's a good fit. And sometimes it's my intuition being like, it's not a good fit. Sometimes, you know, it's just that what they're sharing is not something that's relevant to my podcast. And so I do make that call and I just let them know, you know, now is not the right time or I don't think this will be a good fit. I'm pretty honest with people, but I think it's really helped me because I've in doing podcasting, which I'm sure you've done too. You know, I've had a couple episodes where I've, after I've aired it, it's like, I don't know that that, like, I don't love that interview. Like I didn't love it. You know, I have to admit that. And a part of me, you know, could have not, not aired it, but I felt like I just, you know, I, I went forward with everything that I recorded and I aired all episodes, but I think doing this vetting process has allowed me to really be clear about some people. And, and, you know, there are some people out there that just want to be on podcasts and because they think it will help grow their business. And that's their only intention behind it. They're not really genuine in, in what they're sharing. They just want to promote themselves. And that's something that I really, I, I don't stand behind and I will not allow on my show to be mm. quite honest. Wow. I love that. So many great tips there. We talk a little bit about those podcast matching websites and they definitely have pros and cons. I mean, I found a lot of people, I think, including you that I would have never been able to find before. And, you know, you can vet them right. out a little bit there, but I've also found, especially with our main show and how, you know, general and broad our, our topic is, I've gotten into some, some topics that I didn't really think fit our show very well. So I definitely know that feeling of, you know, releasing something that you weren't super happy with later on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a hard feeling because it's your work, right? Like you're putting something out there. So you want it to be obviously the best it can be. And sometimes, you know, you end that conversation, you're like, oh, that really wasn't great. Right. And so you have to, I I don't know. I think it's just a learning I'm learning as I go. I think I'm getting more refined in the interviews and the guests that I bring on and what I want it to be, you know? And so, you know, if I go back and listen to the first episode, I'm probably going to be really critical of myself, (laughs) you know, and that's just the way it is. You know, I'll be critical of, I know my first episode, for example, like I, where I was recording, it wasn't the best sound and, you know, it's just little things and, but, but you know, that, that's, that is what it is. That's how you get started, right? You have to start somewhere and you have to put yourself out there. And so I think I would say like, you know, just do it. Everything's not going to be perfect. Like the sound's not going to be perfect. The invite, you know, all the things aren't going to be perfect. Um, but it doesn't mean that you can't still do it. 
Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's very well explained. Um, like I just said, you know, with Boundless Body Radio, we wanted the the topic you know, potential guests to be very broad and wide. And we wanted to talk about a wide variety of different things. You have a very specific podcast, which I think is, is really smart to do it that way because you know exactly who the audience is. They're looking for something very f- specific as well. Why did you decide to be so specific with your topic? Yeah, it's interesting you you bring that up because I, you know, I know that there's a lot of podcasts out there. So we know we, you know, podcasting is huge right now. And so, I, people have asked me this before, cause I've had conversations with people that say they're interested in doing a podcast. And, and I guess the question I ask them and what I ask myself too, is why do you want to do the podcast? Like, what are you looking to do with the podcast or why is it calling to you? And for me, um, I thought it was important to be specific because I wanted to target a specific group of people. That is who I'm working with. And I I think it's just brought that clarity for me around this is really who I'm working with. This is a topic I'm working with. These are the questions. And, and it's, I know who I'm getting, who's listening is, is probably interested in yoga or spirituality or health and wellness. They're not, unless it's a friend or someone that's just listening to support me, but they're there. I know who's listening and with a broad range or like a broad topic, I feel like it's easy to get distracted or to not know really like why for me, why I would be doing it just to, you know, have conversations with people, but where is it, where is it leading me? Is there, is there a reason that I'm doing it? If it's just for fun, that's great too. But for me, it was really uh, tied into my business. You know, I, I wanted to use it as a way to build my business to get people to know who I was and also to share other yoga teachers voices and to collaborate to provide, which I talked to you about on our last episode together to provide a platform for collaboration for teachers, um, to share what they're doing in the world with other teachers and to be able to listen to an episode and and reach out to someone and say, Oh, that's interesting. I would want to work with this person. So, I, that was my idea going into it and why I was so specific. And I think, um, I don't know. I think when I listen to podcasts, I want to know what they're about, right? Like I want to know where, where, why I'm listening to this episode. Is it, you know, what's the, the reason for it? Is it, is it specific? And then, you know, and, and it allows me to, I think, be more dedicated to that podcast versus just jumping around and listen to, listening to multiple podcasts, because like, I see a guest I like. Um, there are podcasts I listen to because I'm really connected to the host and the message that I know each week I'm going to get something out of that episode because it's of interest to me. Mm, yeah, that's well said. I think that's a really good idea. I think my idea initially was like, okay, I'm going to have the hockey player on and all the diet nutrition people are going to hear the hockey player and maybe they'll get interested in Mm -hmm. that. And then the cyclist is going to come on and maybe the cyclist people are going to hear the hockey player and and blah, blah, blah. And I I don't think it really worked that way um, (laughs) as well as I thought. So I do like the idea of having a very, very specific audience in mind and a very specific topic and one that's really helpful. You mentioned two things that I really want to highlight. First is something that we talk about all the time, which is your why, finding your why and how important that is. So I want to start with that one. Can you, can you comment on why it's so important to have a very definite why when you're starting a podcast? Yeah. I mean, your why is really essential as we've spoken about before and just 
in just all the work that you do. And the podcast is just a branch of that, in my opinion, you know? And so the reason I believe it's really important is because it's, it's the reason why you're going to continue with it or you're not, you know? So there's so many podcasts that don't continue, right? They, they go on for like, you start really strong and then they fade off, right? Because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and it's a lot of work. So I think your question is, is really important. Understanding your why, why are you doing the podcast? Because it's going to be the reason why you sustain it or you don't sustain it. And for me, you know, my why is built into my business. It's built into the everyday work that I do. Wanting people in this space, yoga teachers, healers, to understand their own definition of success and to find financial freedom for themselves in what, whatever way they can. So empowering them to find that for themselves. And so that was my why for the podcast is to share in these stories from people who have maybe found that for themselves and what can they share with others or they're on their own journey and they're trying to figure that out. And what are they doing to try to figure that out? And so I think it helps to, to definitely have that and to know because otherwise, um, I think it can be the the make or break as to whether you sustain or you don't sustain the podcast, because like I said, it's not easy to do a podcast. It's not easy to, you know, find the guests, record, edit all the little things. And so if you're not enjoying it, you know, you're easily going to get burnt out. You're going to set yourself up to be burnt out. And I will say this, that when I started my podcast, I took a more cautious route where I said, I'm going to publish an episode every two weeks. I'm not going to do every week because I didn't know how much work it would be. And I didn't want to set myself up to fail. So I did every other week for almost, I would say almost a year just to feel it out, to feel out my rhythm, to feel out, you know, how long it took, you know, if I could get guests, you know, how many I needed to record. And so I would just say that that, you know, out of the gate. Like I didn't want to publish, have to publish an episode every week and feel like I was constantly like spinning my wheels or or behind and had to catch up. So that's my, just my little tip. Um, It felt a little bit easier for me to say, okay, I'm going to do every two weeks. And that way, like I know that I have time in between. And so I've, I've published less episodes, of course, and in the, in the doing that strategy, um, and now I am doing, I'm trying to do every week, uh, a Wednesday and a Friday, but, um, you know, sometimes the schedule different, like it, some weeks I don't have something and that's okay too. So just being easy on myself, I guess I would say is my, my suggestion as you're getting started. Yeah. Wow. That is so well explained. And we definitely encourage people, you know, if, if you start this, definitely start it. But if it's not for you, don't feel bad about quitting because it is a lot of hard work. And if you don't have a strong why, I think that's going to be very apparent really quickly in the process. The other thing I wanted to talk to you is about the business side. It's certainly the reason why we started our podcast. We started our own business and we wanted something to kind of go along with that and maybe cross promote a little bit. Have you noticed success with that as, as part of your goal? Yes, I have. I mean, I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a slow and steady exposure. And so I do believe, you know, it's, it's free content. It's free content. Podcasting is free. We don't charge for podcasts. So, um, you know, people, you're not making a ton of, you're not making money off the podcast, you know, just you can, if you have enough subscribers, but I think what's, I think what people 
need to understand and what, what, what I've understood through, you know, other people that I've talked to and worked with who have been in podcasting a long time is that it's not, you know, making money off subscriptions or making money off, you need a lot of followers, like a lot, you know, it's not something that's easy to obtain. Um, so I think it's just being real about it, being honest. And that's where I am with myself is like, I'm honest that, you know, I'm not making, I'm not, making a ton of money off it, but I am getting myself present in front of new people and building connections and building a network. And I know there are people listening because I can see that there are people listening all over. And I do have people that have reached out to me and have met through, I've met people through guests and, and guests, people that have worked with guests that have reached out. So it's building, it's slowly building. And so that's the thing that I would say is that um, there is value. It's, it's content that is out there and people are listening to it. But, um, I would just sit, be honest and say like, you know, unless you already have a huge following in your business, which some people do, um, then maybe it is instantaneous for you. But I think if you're starting off and you don't have a huge following and you're building, it's going to take some time. And so just be patient with it. And, um, you know, see ways that you can tweak it to, to make it a little bit better, but uh, don't work off the assumption that it's going to happen instantaneously. That's that, that's just my thoughts on it. I don't know if you have have different thoughts on it, but it's um, I think it's a little bit of a disillusion that may be out there that it's like, oh, I'll start a podcast and all of a sudden, like, you know, I'll have all these people coming in. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I couldn't agree more. If you're not willing to put out a lot of free content, I I don't think you deserve the right to try to really monetize and put a lot of commercials in your podcast or ask for, you know, money for other services. I I, I really actually have a tough time with that. Uh, so I've decided mm-hmm. I've decided with Boundless Body that I would never monetize. I don't want sponsors. I don't want to, you know, be underneath somebody telling me I have to mention their product for 30 seconds a minute or whatever. Um, I am starting to contemplate putting some kind of call to action at the end of the podcast. And I want to do that in a way that is not annoying to the listener, um, but, but helps make them aware of certain programs or or things that we're offering. Have you thought about doing that? Do you, do you consider monetization or anything along those lines? Calls to action? Yeah, I think it's, I think that you should be, you know, doing a call to action and should be, you know, um, promoting yourself because it's your podcast, it's your show. And if people don't know what you do, how can they take advantage of, of the work that you're doing? Right. So I do have that in my show, of course, you know, that I am, you know, a financial coach working with teachers that I offer, you know, my spiritual money mindset program that I offer community for people. So ways that people can reach out and ways that people can move forward and work with me. So if they're interested and they hear the episode and they're like, oh, I really want to work with this person. I think it's essential to have a call to action, but I think there's a there's a way to do it that's authentic and there's a way to do it that is in my mind, you know, just gross. I don't I love for lack of better words, but it's just so I think that you'll know the difference, you know, knowing you in our conversations, it's just having those call to actions, I think is really important because it's, it's hard for people, I think, to promote themselves. I, I know I feel that way too. I feel like a lot of the time when I'm doing it, I'm not being authentic, but I think that, that it's needed. It's needed for people to see because we know that people don't 
see something one time and do it. They have to hear it over and over again. So even though it sounds repetitive to you doing it, it's not repetitive to the person listening. And like I said, I think there's a a mindful way to do it that feels good and feels supportive. And so again, I think it loops back to the why, why, why am I doing the podcast, right? I'm doing the podcast because I want people to have their voices heard. And I, but I also, what is my why? I want to be able to work with more people to help more people. So that's part of my why in doing it. And so in order to meet that, I have to let people know what I do. I have to tell them what I'm offering. Uh, Otherwise they're not going to just know, and they're not going to just go to my website. You know, they have to hear a reason why they want to do that. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good point. Um, I definitely appreciate your insight as far as that goes. I couldn't agree more. I, there's a few podcasts that I absolutely love the content, but they, again, there's so many commercials in between that are completely unrelated to what they're talking yes. about. And it's so annoying and unauthentic. And it, it, it really makes me, you know, second guess whether I want to subscribe and continue listening when I'm always fast forwarding through a bunch of commercials that don't, don't even fit the program, you know? I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I have actually stopped listening to some podcasts because they're, they're like 10 minutes of like promotion at the beginning of the episode. I'm just like, I can fast forward, but you know what? I'm not going to listen anymore because yeah. it bothers me. And I think, um, yeah, I think it's like meeting in the middle of that and knowing that like you can still promote your programs and yourself in a way that makes sense, right? That, that, that ties into the episode because it's probably going to tie in. It's not just a product that you're promoting. I don't, I personally don't, um, don't agree with any of that for myself that I would promote someone else's, um, products or want to be a, um, you know, an affiliate of, of products for people. Um, but that's just, you know, (laughs) that's just my thoughts on it. I think it's, it's gotten to be a little too much. And, um, I don't know that people really know why they're doing it anymore beyond just, you know, that, that they've grown bigger and feel like, you know, they want to get in front of people, but it's really, I think it's really important to, to always come back to yourself and to ask, you know, do I really, am I really supportive of this? Do I really want to be someone that's pushing products or doing these things? And I know, I know podcasts that are out there that have a huge following and, um, you know, are doing really well and they've refused that, you know, they don't do that on their show. So, so it's a choice. It is a choice. You know, I think it's standing in, in who you are and what you believe in. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Um, I want to know if you have any favorite podcasting moments lately, something that really got unlocked within you or something that you were talking about that you, um, really appreciated some, some favorite moment. Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Um, I think I have so many moments where guests tell me things that I just, I just get caught up in listening to like their whole story and things I didn't know about them. So a guest of mine on a recent episode, um, I didn't know her very much. You know, we had our 15 minute conversation, but she just shared about like her past relationships and, um, things that were going on in her childhood. And I, I just was really, I, I, it was the first time hearing it. So when I heard it, it was just that moment of holding compassion in the conversation, um, and still listening and realizing that, um, it's giving me a chance to still be present, which I think is important when you're doing the episodes, not to just rush through like, Oh, I got to get to the end of this. It's like, can I actually be present to this conversation with this person? Because, 
I think it's such a beautiful medium that we have today where we can engage in these conversations and, and they really are fulfilling to me. So it's that reminder every time that I do it, how much I just love connecting with people and learning about people. And I always walk away with something that I didn't know, even with people that I've known for a long period of time. Yeah, I appreciate that so much as well. It's so cool to, you know, even the people that you know very well and unlock something that you didn't know and have them tell their story. And that that part of podcasting, I think, is really special. Um, I'm wondering if we talked business, you kind of mentioned like downloads and seeing, you know, metrics of like all over all over the world where people are downloading. Is there any metric that lets you know that you are achieving success or is do you have a different definition of success when it comes to podcasting? I personally don't think that downloads are a definition of success. I don't. I think it would be, you know, for me, it's about personally why I'm doing the show. It's about people that have reached out to me and said, you know, oh, wow, I love this episode or like this. I was so inspired by this episode. And like knowing that that impacted someone in that way, that really is my why for doing it. And and what I believe is part of the success of the show is because I know that people are being impacted by it. But I do also have that component when I look at success for me, it's not about, again, the downloads of how many per episode I get. It's more about people that have reached out or come in as a lead or someone that I'm working with because they've listened to the podcast. So that's how I equate it. Um, I can only track that by knowing, you know, who's come in or if I pitch something on the show and I can see the way that they've come in. But I, um, that those are the two ways that I would be tracked that I do track the success of the podcast. Um, because I think that those two are the, it's important for my business and also to know that people are, um, receiving something from the show that's helping them in their life to become a better human being for themselves. Yeah, that's great. I want to talk about pivoting and take your advice and kind of bring this full circle. Is there anything about podcasting that you used to think was like really important um, that you no longer think is important? You've changed your mind about now. Um, I used to think that the sound, like all the things with like the technical pieces, like the sound and the, and having everything perfect was like super important. But the more I listen to podcasts and I mean, I realized that it's like, it shows that you're human, you know, like there's a little background noise or a dog's barking or something like, it's just, it's just the humanness of it versus making everything like absolutely perfect. And I'm not a sound engineer and I don't, um, you know, when I listen to shows, that's not what I'm listening for. So I think, um, I've learned to just be okay with that. You know, that it's like, I am doing my own editing and I am doing all these things and it's okay. Um, and the other thing is that it's just, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of time and and work if you really want to do it, do it well. And, and so you have to be committed to it. You know, you have to want to do it and, um, and show up for it you know, because otherwise it's not just something like you just, you just do because you're like, Oh, I'll do a podcast. You know, everyone, I don't think can do it well. Um, and that's just the reality of it. It's like anything. So it's like asking yourself, like, is this something that I'm actually interested in versus something that I think everyone else is doing and I'm just going to jump on and do it. 
Mm, yeah. I remember a, a, one of their first episodes, um, I was horrified because there was these like Zoom pings like every five minutes or something. And I was trying to edit yeah. them out and it was so, <laughs> so annoying. And then, yeah, you're right. Like before long, you're listening to other people's podcasts, like highly produced, popular podcasts. Yes. And they yes. happen too. <laughs> it yes. Right. I know. I've listened to, you know, I listened to Oprah's Super Soul podcast, which is like huge. And, you know, I, I always like her audio is so off on it. Like the commercials will get super loud and then the segments like are low and it aggravates me like when I'm listening, cause I have to turn away up to listen to it. And then the commercial comes on and like scares me. And I'm like, this is someone that, you know what I mean? Produces a huge podcast. And so it's like, I don't know, you know, but I still listen. I still listen because I, I like the episodes and the guests. And um, so it's like, is that going to deter me from listening? Maybe some people it will. I don't know, but I don't. I don't think it's as important personally as um, you know some people may think it is. Yeah, I think it's important it to not be terrible as far as the audio quality, but the content is king. Like if you're telling a good story, right. you've got good guests, you're making things interesting. That's what people will tune into, and they will forgive a lot of you know sins when it comes to audio quality. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Mm. Well, you end all of your podcasts with a signature question. And that question is, what is your untapped power? So I'm going to close this um, episode with that same question to you. What is your untapped power that could be in life or in podcasting? Yeah, thank you. I love it. And I love, I love that you, you've asked that. And just, I just want to mention, I love that came from, um, you know, podcasts that I listened to. There are a few podcasts that had asked like, series of questions at the end or one question and I wanted to loop it all together. So I like that idea personally, and I've enjoyed hearing people's answers. And I believe my untapped power is, um, trusting in the process and having the patience to, um, to believe that things are going to work in the timing that they are. Um, I'm someone that, that does want to control the situation and move things forward. And so, trusting for me has been, um, instrumental in the work that I do in my business and in my life. And over and over again, I'm faced with this lesson of, of, if you just trust, like things will be available and things will come to you. And, you know, it's not about doing nothing, but it's doing the work, but trusting that it will all come together. And, um, and I believe that is my untapped power is really um, living in that space of trust um, and action, you know, taking action, but living in that space of, of full and complete trust uh, for what is what is unfolding, how it's unfolding. And that, um, you know, that that things are going to work in the way that they they will for me. And they've worked so well so far. So I, I have to trust uh, what's what's already happened. But I, I do believe that is my untapped power because I know so often I can, I can move the other way into that, that rigid space of control and, and sadness around things not working the way they should have. So uh, working on, on staying in that space of trust for myself. If you could download that untapped power into my brain and into my soul, yes. I would super, super appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely something. Every day, right? <laughs> Every day. And that's, and I, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I, I say this honestly, because it's, it's who I am. It's a process every single day. I have to come back to it every single moment. It's not even every single day. It's every single moment because it's hard. Life is hard. Things are, are, you know, and, and the world is, it's it, it, for all of us, you know, we all have these moments that are challenging and, 
it's like, what am I doing? You know, that question of like, what, what, nothing's working. What am I doing? Right. We've all been there. Like, so it's, it's really, I think having compassion to come back because, you know, maybe five minutes ago, I wasn't in that space, but now I am right. And then five minutes from now, I could be in a different space and I have to have to constantly just, just trust it and come back to it and practice it. And that's where I think that's where the the work is, is, is practicing it over and over again. Mm. I'm so glad you used the word compassion as terrible, as terrible as I uh, at remembering to trust the process and trust all these things unfolding in front of me and trust that I don't have control Mm. over things. I I have to say that, that I have noticed a, a much greater amount of humility and a much greater amount of compassion for other people and understanding and knowing that we're all going through this struggle bus of life. And yeah. it really helps me, you know, forgive and talk a little quieter and have more gratitude for the things that I have. So I think that's such a wonderful yeah. lesson. I think it can be applied to podcasting, but far greater reach in all of life. I'm so glad you decided to go there. That was, um, that was really beautifully explained. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the, you know, the time and the space. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you obviously your podcast, and I, I just want to say, like, I think you're, you're one of the people that is, is doing great work out there. And I, I appreciate the level of questions that you ask and how you ask questions and the format that you use. Cause it is, um, it is very well done. So I just want to say that because I've noticed that and I've listened to like, you have many podcasts, had many guests and, and not all are the same. So, um, so I just want to say that to you, uh, and, and just appreciate what you're doing. Mm. Well, thank you very much coming from you. That really means a lot well, for this series. You know, we, I wanted to reach out to people who, you know, we've already talked to and are also doing great work to help, you know, promote them and, and get the word out a little bit more. So thank you so much for your podcast and your podcasting one more time. Can you tell people where to go to find your podcast name of it and, um, what they can expect? Yeah, absolutely. So my podcast is called Untapped Power. You can find it on Apple or Spotify. Um, you can go to untappedpower.net um, to join our free community. There's a bunch of free content on there. And my website has access to the episodes or you can find it on Apple. But if you want to, to go through the website, it's amandastroni.com. Um, so yeah, I would anyone check it out. It's about, it's interviews with yoga teachers. So learning about, um, their journey through yoga, what they're doing with yoga, how they're teaching yoga, um, how they're showing up in the world. And then I also have segments that I do on different topics around, uh, success, uh, just challenges in the industry, challenges in the world. Um, so there are shorter segments on Fridays that I share with people. Um, so you can get a little bit of a combination of both a longer interview or a shorter segment, uh, whatever you're up for. Uh, and yeah, we're closing out the, the year right now. I think we're on episode, I'm on episode 52. So, so there's a fair amount of content out there for you to dive into if you're listening. Fantastic. Well, we will link to all of that in the show notes. And I would argue that even if you're not a yoga practitioner, you will learn something for an untapped power. It's a really great show and very well done. Amanda Stroni, thank thank you you again for another awesome conversation. Definitely learned a lot. And there's a lot of tips and tricks in here for people to take and use for their own podcast. So thank you very much for all that you do. And thank you for appearing on our show today. Thank you, Casey. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs)
Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.